Hello, everybody. This is Ray Renati, and I hope you're not weary. It's a beautiful day today, February 14th, 2021. Did I just say February? It's April, for crying out loud. You see, that's what the COVID does to you. You don't even know what month it is anymore. But soon, oh, please, God, soon we will be free of this plague. That has been bringing us down, keeping us home, keeping us from our friends, keeping us from what makes us go as humans. Forgetting about time, forgetting about space, forgetting about ourselves. Could be a Twilight Zone episode, COVID-19. Maybe there is a Twilight Zone episode. That reminds you of COVID-19. If there is, send me an email at greenroomonair at gmail.com and let me know what episode it is. And maybe I'll talk about it here in the green room. You know, I went skiing for the first time in probably seven years last weekend. And the reason I, I had waited so long between ski outings is because I had had surgery on one of my knees, my right knee, for a meniscus tear, and I could barely do anything. And then after a couple of years, I thought, oh, I'd try to ski. Couldn't ski. I think I went for one run and quit. Then I waited another four years, or five, I think, four or five, this weekend, and I went, and I was able to ski, and I was very happy, and I was going down the black diamonds, making dicey turns. The last run of the day, I was too tired. My knees couldn't lift me for the next turn. And I fell backwards and I smashed my butt against my knees. And my left knee made the loudest pop. I was listening to a video about skiing, about how to make good turns in skiing. As I crashed, And my heel hit my buttock, and I heard bang, like a big pop, like a firecracker. And then excruciating pain, excruciating pain in my left knee. Now, I'd been through this before with my right knee when I I fell in a similar way hiking in Yosemite. And so I was not as scared this time because I knew the pain would subside. Well, I was pretty sure it would, and it did after a few minutes. We're talking 10 out of 10 pain here, people, you know. Uh, and I thought, okay, when it, when it uh, feels better, I'll ski down the slope. No problem. Head in, have a brewski. Chalk it all up to uh, being tired. Okay, so the pain started to subside, and I proceeded to make a right turn so that I could continue down the slope. and. Bam! That was that. I fell on my butt because my knee, my left knee, literally felt like the insides of it were on an ice skating rink. It just flopped around like a fish. That was the strangest feeling ever. Uh, And I could not 
put any weight on that knee. And I, I slid down on my butt like about 100 meters down this steep slope. Luckily, it was pretty groomed, so it wasn't a bumpy ride. <laughs> that kind of negated any possibility of me climbing back up. So here I am in the, in the middle of this run, all alone. The end of the day on Mount Rose in Tahoe, it's springtime, so there's hardly anybody skiing anyway, although this, the snow is pretty damn good. And I'm thinking, there might not be anybody else that comes down this run until hopefully a ski patrol person does. But I remembered that I had a map in my pocket, and on this map I saw earlier was a phone number of the ski patrol, and I had my phone. All I had to do was make sure I told them to go to the right, to, to the right run to find me. However, I never had to do that because a very alert ski instructor saw me lying there, laying there, and I, have, I had on a very bright jacket. And at first, he thought someone dropped their jacket, and he thought he'd go pick it up, and then he got down there, and he saw it was me, and he asked me if I was all right, and I said, no, actually, I'm not. And I described to him what happened, and he said, okay, you need to go down. The ski patrol needs to take you down. So he called them, and these amazing guys showed up. Wow. You know, I have to say, it's a little humiliating to be brought down in that sled, but I need to write them a letter because their efficiency and my feeling of complete safety in their hands was so wonderful. Uh... The guy who actually skied me down, he had on these giant slalom skis, which means they're super long, you know, and I'm 200 pounds, and I'm in this sled, which weighs a lot, I'm sure, and so his technique for getting down was amazing. He uh, turned to these giant slalom skis completely perpendicular to the mountain as he faced downhill, and he leaned way back, pressing against the handles on the sled. And just slid down uh, with his skis perpendicular to the mountain. And then when he had to turn, he just flipped them real quick, which is a technique that I won't get into for turning uh, perfectly. There was never any fear in my mind that he was going to cross his skis or anything like that, which would be disastrous because this guy had it down to a science. And we even picked up some good speed at the end because he had to, had to get moving to, for the flats. It was quite a ride, and then a, a snowmobile met us at the end and then dragged us all the way to the lodge, and then they stuck me in a wheelchair, brought me to first aid, put my leg in a splint. My wife drove me down to uh, the Truckee Hospital, had x-rays. There was some bleeding going on in there. Uh, they told me to get an MRI as soon as possible when I got home, which I haven't done yet because the, as soon as I can get one is Friday. So now I have to wear this post-operative brace 24-7 on my leg. And uh, it kind of puts a hamper on things. But, you know, I'm grateful that uh, it wasn't worse. And they said if I tried to ski down anymore, you know, I might have completely ripped apart all the ligaments in, in, my, in my knee. So the doctor at Truckee thought maybe it might be my ACE. Was it ACL, I think? Yeah, they're like their main tendon that connects your lower leg to your upper leg the 
So we'll see what happens. Hopefully it's not that. If it's really bad, I'll have to have surgery, but I don't think so. I don't think it's that bad. So that's what I've been doing, folks. How much fun is that? Lots of fun. Yeah, I have some cool entertainment stuff to talk to you about today. Now, I have to say, I'm a little behind the, the eight ball on this, but I wanted to check it out because uh, our wonderful national treasure, Glenn Close, one of the greatest actors of all time in the U.S., for sure, was in this movie last year called uh, Hillbilly Elegy, which is a Netflix production, and many of you have probably seen this movie, and I hadn't yet. And the reason I wanted to watch it is because it, Glenn Close has been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress, and she has also been nominated for a Razzie Award in the same movie. And if you don't know, the Razzies are the equivalent of the Academy Awards. However, it's for the worst performances and the worst movies of the year. So, her portrayal of Mama, that's the character's name, in Hillbilly Elegy, in that role, she has both uh, been nominated for a Razzie and an Oscar. How does that happen? I had to find out for myself. So I watched the film. And I did some research as well. It turns out, and I was completely clueless about this, and if you knew about this and want to tell me what a nimwit I am, please give me a, uh, a nimwit thumbs up at Green, May <laughs> Green Room on Air, Green Room on Air at gmail.com and let me know why I should have known or what you think about it. But anyway, Mamaw. The character, uh, played by Glenn Close, I thought was wonderful. Um, let me just give you a little bit of background. I don't want to do any big spoilers here in case you haven't seen the movie, but uh, Hillbilly Elegy is about this uh, guy. Um, his name is J.D. Vance, played by Gabriel Basso. And he comes from a uh, family that's uh, from the Appalachian area, very poor. They moved to a lower class neighborhood, I think, in Ohio. And there's a lot of drug addiction. His mother's a drug addict. His uh, grandmother, played by Glenn Close as Mamma, is uh, a, comp more, a very complex character, I think, um, who is uh, both unlikable and very lovable at the same time <laughs> uh she tries to save jd from his uh, her daughter who is the heroin addict and uh, he ends up going to law school now this is a true story this uh, man jd vance wrote a book in 2016 called hillbilly elegy which i did not read but apparently was a big deal i, I kind of remember it i i would like to read it now and it's, it's basically the story of his life and uh, how he overcame the dysfunction of his hillbilly family and uh, went to Yale. 
Now, it's a good movie. Is it deserving of Best Picture? No, but I don't think it was nominated for that. Is um, is Glenn Close deserving of being nominated for? I think it's Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress. Let's see, Academy Award. Yeah, Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. Excuse me, Supporting Actress, Glenn Close. Um, yes, I do believe she is. I do believe she is deserving of that. Now, I didn't know this, but there is a huge uproar about this film. Um, and apparently, the reviewers absolutely panned this movie, and the uh, viewers love this movie for the most part. And if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see that people hated this film, reviewers hated this film for various reasons, and mostly they're political. And I find that somewhat disturbing. During the era of Trump, people expect things to be portrayed in a certain way. Now, it's called hillbilly elegy, but we never really see them as hillbillies. We see them, we see them after uh, they were hillbillies. They're not hillbillies when we see them. They're, they're living in a small town in Virginia or Ohio. I can't remember. And it's sort of like a lower middle class area. So they don't really qualify as hillbillies anymore. And I've, seen, I've read reviewers who've talked about the fact that they can't stand that they're not portraying hillbillies. Uh, also, a lot of these extremely left-wing reviewers are upset because enough there wasn't any political stuff going on in this movie at all. There was no talk about how most people in this demographic seem to be Trump supporters. There was nothing like that. There was nothing political, and they hated that. Uh, a lot of people thought that um, it was uh, derogatory, a derogatory portrayal of, of people from Appalachia because the part, for instance, of Mamaw, played by Glenn Close, was somewhat stereotypical. But I thought she added layers to it in terms of her performance. She was likable at times. You wanted to hate her at other times, but underneath it all, you could see that she was a person who cared. And so when I hear this, I think there's something else going on. I think there's something else going on. I hate to say this, but I, I heard Ben Shapiro, who I can't stand, who's a right-wing hack, say that the reason that the left-wing, the ultra-left-wing you know, liberals who tend to be movie reviewers didn't like this movie is because this demographic doesn't vote Democratic. Oh, God. You know, I have to say this. I hate to say this, but there may be some truth in that. Yeah. So a lot of the reasons for people, for the, for the reviewers not liking this movie, for panning the hell out of this movie, may be political. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And also, I think that people don't understand how 
how one dimensional a person can become like the Amy Adams character when they're addicted to drugs or a rage or so entrenched in their abusive past. Amy Adams, I have to say this, she did it perfectly. Now, I know for personal reasons, which I won't state on here, that yes, she did it perfectly, but a lot of people think she didn't. And it's probably because they don't have any experience with this happening in their lives. Amy Adams was single-minded in her selfishness, her character of the mother, of J.D.'s mother, uh, of her need for drugs. And uh, at the end, you could see that she was going to take a leap of faith and most probably try to change her life. And we find out in the credits that she did in real life, J.D.'s mother did change her life and that was that was good so is it the greatest movie i've ever seen is even close no is are the performances good definitely glenn close and amy adams knocked the knocked it out of the park as far as i'm concerned especially with a with a dialogue a script and the dialogue that is a little bit iffy i would say it wasn't the greatest dialogue in the world, and that's difficult for an uh, an actor, a great actor who needs a lot of you know meat to chew on. And the better the better the writing, the better their performances are going to be. Uh, yeah, so that that was weak a little bit, but overall, I liked the movie, and, and I found it touching. And I I. I I'm disappointed, although I'm not surprised that this became a, uh, a flashpoint for politics, as almost everything does these days. Uh, I've also seen a lot of reviewers, uh, amateur reviewers on YouTube, good reviewers who are African-American, who most of them absolutely love this movie because um, for them, it was the first time there is a movie that portrays white people in the same way that black people are usually portrayed in films. You know, somewhat, uh, somewhat one-sided, somewhat uh, lacking in depth. They, they actually liked that, and it showed that, you know, poverty and drug addiction and uh, years of being put down can make people just have a hard time you know, surviving day to day. And to think that these people should have an incredible amount, amount of depth and layers and first world problems, as it were, is, is ridiculous. And so many of the black reviewers on YouTube feel that the uh, professional reviewers in the newspapers, New York Times, The Atlantic, etc., are simply white people who don't understand the fact that there are a lot of people in this world who don't have time to have 10 layers to all of their decisions and motivations and actions in this world. Anyway, if you, if you get a chance, check it out. Hillbilly Elegy. Particularly for me, for the performances of Glenn Close and Amy Adams, 
which some people um, seem to absolutely love and a lot of people absolutely hate as proof by the fact that Glenn Close, as I said before, has been nominated for both a Razzie and an Oscar for the same part in the same movie. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, thank you so much, folks, for listening today. I hope to have some good interviews uh, lined up for you in the future. If you, uh, if you like this podcast, which I'm sure you must, go uh, onto Apple, iTunes, or anywhere and give me a review. This podcast can be found everywhere. You know, iTunes, Spreaker, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora. It's all over the place. Give me a review, please. Some stars. I would love that. And uh, if you want to reach me, send me an email at greenroomonair at gmail.com. Greenroomonair at gmail.com. And tell your friends. Spread it around. Spread the love, as it were. Well, I will, uh, I will talk to you next week. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And until next time, I will see you on the boards. Good night, everybody. Named after my mother. My old man's another child that's grown old If dreams were lightning Thunder was desire This old house would have burned down A long time ago Make me an angel that flies from Montgomery Make me a poster Of an old rodeo Just give me one thing That I can hold on to To believe in this living Is just a Hard way to go When I was a young girl Well, I had me a cowboy not much to look at, just a free roaming man. But that was a long time, and no matter how hard I tried, the years they just flow by like a broken down down. Make me. A